Bibles you can turn to or scroll to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you're wondering where 1 Thessalonians is, that's in the New Testament, second half of your Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to be looking at verse 16 today. Awesome. Thanksgiving Sunday, no better place to be than the house of God. If you believe that, say amen. And uh, today, I'm really excited, especially excited, because this day, this Sunday, we are starting a brand new series here at Thrive. It is called Sweeter Than Honey. Everyone say Sweeter Than Honey. And see, Sweeter Than Honey is a series that's all about relationships. It's because we absolutely believe that the most important and most precious gift you have in life is your relationships. If you believe that, say amen. And, you know, in fact, Jesus, once you, you see him, you know, teaching a big crowd in the Gospels, it talks about how he's preaching to this very large crowd. And then one day, one person from the crowd comes up to him and says to him, hey, Jesus, teacher, of all the commandments that God has given, what is the greatest commandment? And, and he says, Jesus says, well, there's two. The first is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. See, what is Jesus saying? See, Jesus is saying that the most important reason why you are here on this earth, the most important reason why you have breath in your lungs, the reason you exist is so that you could have a healthy, loving relationship with God and a healthy, loving relationship with people. If you believe that, say amen. And in fact, that's the reason why you're here. That's the reason why we have breath in our lungs is so that we can have healthy relationships. And in fact, I'm here to tell you this in other words, is that the most important factor that's going to determine your happiness in life. The number one thing that's going to determine your success in life is not how much money you make. It's not your status in the eyes of society. It's not how much power or fame you accumulate. It's not how good your body looks or how healthy you think you are. More than all those things, it's the quality of your relationships that's going to determine your happiness and success in life. And that's why we're so excited to start a series here at Thrive. It's called Sweeter Than Honey. It's because we believe that God made us for relationships that are sweet that are strong, that are happy, that are healthy. If you believe that, say amen. And that's why over the next eight weeks, we're going to be looking at eight essential relationship keys that you need to be applying to your relationships today if you want them to be strong, if you want them to be happy, if you want them to be healthy, if you want them to be truly sweeter than honey. And today we're going to look at the first essential key. And I hope you'll join us not just today, but every Sunday for the next eight weeks because every key builds on the next. You might get this key down today, but if you miss the keys we're talking about over the next eight weeks, then your relationships will still not be where you'd like them to be. You're still going to have something missing in those relationships. And so I want to encourage you to come back next week and the week after. Tell the person to give them a high five and say, I hope to see you next week. But we're going to start off launching this series this morning with a message that I call the power of gratitude in your relationships. The power of gratitude in your relationships. It's very appropriate to be talking about this on Thanksgiving Sunday here in Canada. Today we're talking about the power of gratitude. Everyone say gratitude. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 with me. Read in a big, loud voice and help me preach this morning. What does, it, what does it say? 1, 2, 3, it says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I want you to encourage you to underline three words or two words there. It says, give thanks. Give thanks. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. You know, this past month, my wife and I, we celebrated a milestone. We celebrated our 14th year wedding anniversary. All right? Okay? Praise God for that. Uh, we're really blessed. Uh, not 14th month, but 14th year. 
anniversary. And uh, I know for those, some of you, you're looking at us and going, man, you guys must have gotten married when you were maybe eight years old, something like that, probably. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we look young, praise God. The, the presence of God is a fountain of youth. And, uh, you know, we, we, we look young. But here's the thing is we're not that young anymore. We've been married for 14 years. And having a good 14 years, they've been a good 14 years. But I, I can remember this is when we first started off dating, for those first couple years, we did so long distance. Anyone did long distance relationships before? How many of us have done long distance relationships before? How many of you know that long distance relationships are not easy? They're not easy. You know, and here's the thing. Back in the early 2000s, when we were starting to date, and this was, you know, this was way before there was ever any Skype. This was before there was FaceTime. This is before there was Facebook. Uh, all we had were two things. We had calling cards, okay? And we had something called ICQ. All right, and if you have no idea what ICQ is, that just goes to show just how young you are. Uh, you know, we had those two things to keep in contact, but there was one more thing that my wife and I would do to bridge the long distance. You know what we would do? Well, one thing we would do is we used a journal. And it was a journal that we would write into one another every time we had a chance to. And what I would do is I would, I'd write in it from Vancouver. I'd send it over to Boston where Charlene was studying, and she'd get it in the mail. She'd open it, and she'd go, And then she'd write in it. And then she'd send it back to me in Vancouver. And no matter where we were, because we had all these different versions of long distance. We had Vancouver uh, and, and New York. We had, we had Toronto and Boston. We had Vancouver and Taiwan. We had all sorts of different types of long distance. And throughout that whole time, we used that journal. And you know what? To this day, we still use that journal. And instead of sending across the border, we just kind of pass it across the bed nowadays. And, you know, to this day, we still use it. It's just our little way of, you know, appreciating one another. And I just thought, since it's Thanksgiving, it's a special day, um, I thought for a little treat for you guys, do you guys want to see that journal? You guys want to take a look at that journal? All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me, let me show you what the journal is. The journal's right here. This is the journal. Okay. And uh, this journal, in fact, is volume two. The first volume is already full. It's back at home. This is volume two now. We just started this last year. And every special occasion, we will pretty much write in this to one another, a little love letter. And let me tell you guys, uh, this is a good investment. Do you know why? Is when you have a journal, it means you don't have to get any more greeting cards. All right? You don't have to go to drug stores like Shoppers Drug Mart and, and, and get a greeting card that's kind of expensive. You can buy one journal for like 20 bucks, and that's, you're set for life, all right? And, and so you know, that, that, that's one advantage. The other advantage is that as you kind of go through and write one another, you can kind of track the history of your relationship and the different seasons that you're in. And I just thought, just because it's Thanksgiving, uh, if you want, I could read a little bit from this journal to you guys. Is that okay? You want to hear something from this journal? Okay, let, let me read to you uh, what I wrote to Charlene last Thanksgiving. Are you guys ready? Okay. October 10, 2016. Okay. Uh, and I said, you know, how many of you know there's nothing like getting a handwritten note from the person you love? Amen? Amen? It's so different from text or email. Uh, in this case, I usually would write, but I know for some reason that day uh, I, I typed my message, and then I cut it out, and I glued it into the journal. And this is what it says. October 10, 2016. It says, Dear Shar, on this Thanksgiving weekend... I just want to say how thankful I am for you, for all the sacrifices you make, and for all the ways you take care of me and Bradley every day. Thank you for making it such a joy to be a family together. It's a huge blessing that I get to be married to my best friend. Uh, but that blessing is compounded when that same person is also the most loving and most outstanding person that I know. Thank you also for everything you do for the church. I don't know where we'd be without you. Praying God's protection, good health, joy, and favor to fill us, our marriage, our friendship, and Bradley. Love you, baby. Happy Thanksgiving. Love, JB. All right? Okay? 
All right. Okay. So that, that was my, that was my Thanksgiving message to Charlene. And then you know, I, I don't know why I did this, but I still went and got a greeting card. I'm not really sure why. And I, I taped it into the journal. It's a, it's a Thanksgiving card. It's got a scarecrow on the front. Uh, it's got a bird on his shoulder and it says, because there's you dot, 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 there's always something to be thankful for. Okay. Uh, so that was, uh, that was my, uh, uh, kind of entry into the journal. Do you guys want to see or hear what, uh, Pastor Charlene wrote to me? You guys want to hear it? Now, I would read this out, but the th- thing is, I, for some reason, I can't really read her writing here. Uh, I don't know if she was extra tired when she wrote it. Seriously, I just do not understand some of the words that she's written there. Um, and so I'm going to ask Pastor Char to come up and read it for me. Is that okay? Do you guys want to hear a love letter from Pastor Charlene to me? Is that good? Okay. All right. So, uh, Pastor Char, could you read this love letter that you wrote to me to all these people all right. that uh, you don't know? Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right, please go. Okay, here we go. Why don't you go ahead. On October 10th, 2016, this is what I wrote Pastor JB. I said, Dearest Jay, thank you for your Thanksgiving message. On this Thanksgiving, I'm also thankful for having you in my life. Even though we have been dating and married for almost 15 years, each year I grow to appreciate you more and more. Well, okay, now right there, like, see, if I were to read that, it sounds like each year I fail to appreciate you more. No, JV, it's, it's grow. It's grow. Okay, grow. It's grow. Absolutely okay. it's grow. grow. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the most loving. It's loving. Okay. Loving husband that you are. Right. Loving and accepting me just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being the exceptional leader who leads our church in running towards the vision and calling that God has given to thrive. Thank you for being an amazing dad who makes our family and our home such a happy place to be. And thank you for being the best son-in-law to my parents and loving them the way you do. I really can't imagine life without you. And thank God for the amazing gift he has given me called you. What a happy face. I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Love, Char. All right. Can we give God a big hand for that? Thanks, Pastor Charlene, for sharing her private love letter with all of you just now. You know, why do we share that with you? Well, it's, it's because today we're talking about the power of gratitude. And here's the thing. Pastor Charlie and I, we don't have a perfect relationship. You know, our, our relationship is far from perfect. That's because both of us are far from perfect. Um, and we still have our spats. We still have those big miscommunications that, you know, every married couple seems to go through. We still have a, some sleepless nights where we're talking things out, sometimes in a heated way, about stuff in our lives But I cannot deny the fact that over the past 14 years, I've been married to my best friend. And the reason, a huge reason I can say that still after 14 years, is because over these past 14 years, we've learned the power of expressing gratitude to one another. And that's what we want to talk about today, is the power of gratitude to help your relationships. You know, I find that gratitude is very much like oxygen for your relationships. Gratitude has this way of breathing new life and joy, even into the oldest relationship. And what we're going to find is that we're not the only ones. Is that, you know, over the past 10 years especially, there's been a lot of research that has gone into the connection between gratitude and the health of a relationship. There's different researchers from Harvard University and, and other schools that have invested a whole lot of time these past 10 years to examining how does gratitude affect a relationship. And it says that study after study, they've found the same thing is that those relationships where the people in that relationship say thank you to one another often, they express themselves in 
and their gratitude often that they tend to have happier, healthier, longer-lasting relationships. And in the case of married couples, they're less prone to separation and divorce. It also says that you know, when, you, when you have a friendship where you're often expressing gratitude toward one another, you'll find that even when you get into an argument, even when there's a conflict, the gratitude that you express has this way of counteracting all the negative things that happen in that relationship. And very ironically, it's like what social scientists and psychologists and relationship experts are just discovering in the past 10 years, the fact is the Bible has been talking about for thousands of years, is that we need to be people who know the power of gratitude. Everyone say the power of gratitude. And see, my question for you this morning is, how are you when it comes to expressing gratitude? How often do you go out of your way to say thank you to the people in your life? Or let me ask you another thing. If, if I were to ask the people who know you the best, the people who are closest to you, the people that you have close relationships with, and ask them, hey, how is that person at expressing gratitude? Are they grateful? Or the, the, so would they say, oh, you know, they, 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 yeah, they're, they're okay. Or, oh, you know what, I feel really taken for granted. That person has no idea how unappreciated I feel. How would they respond when they talk about you? See, here's the thing. Today, we want to talk about the power of gratitude and the way that it can change a relationship. You know, when my wife and I, when we counsel people, whether it's in marriage or they're dating or they are working together or they're friends or they're, you know, a parent-child relationship, what we find time and time again is that so often the reason why a relationship doesn't work or the reason why a relationship falls apart is often because one person didn't feel appreciated or one person took the other person for granted. It's almost like there's a song by the artist Drake. He's a Canadian pop singer. It's called Too Good. And he goes like, you took my love for granted. I just don't understand it. You know that one? You took my love for granted. I just don't understand it. And see, here's the thing, is that Drake is actually right, is that there are a lot of relationships that don't fall apart because of a big explosion, like a huge fight or a heated argument or because of an affair or a betrayal, but they fall apart very slowly is that how, how, it's almost like a, you, you let the air out of, of a balloon and it just kind of slowly dies out. It slowly shrinks until there's no life in it anymore. A lot of relationships, that's what happens. It's, it's not an explosion that causes it to fall apart. It's a very slow death, the death of called ingratitude. And it might start as a very small feeling, feeling taken for granted. It just feels like a really small thing that you hardly notice. But if you don't do anything about that feeling, if you don't do anything about the way that that other person feels, what's going to happen is over time, it can choke the relationship out of all of its life. And maybe you're here in this place today, and without you knowing, you're actually sitting on the neck of that relationship you care about, and you are suffocating it to death, all because you have not realized the power of gratitude. And before it's too late, I want to tell you in this place, is that if you want your relationship to be happy and healthy, sweet and strong, we so need to know and understand the power of gratitude. Because there's no such thing as a happy, healthy relationship without gratitude. If you believe that, say, Amen. So I want just to end today by talking about three ways that you can fill your relationships with gratitude. Since there's no such thing as a happy, healthy relationship without gratitude, well, how do we fill our relationships with gratitude? We're going to talk about three ways you can do that today. You can write these down, take good notes this morning. Number one is this. Realize that gratitude is not just a feeling, it's a choice. Gratitude is not just, a, oh, I feel so lucky, or I feel so thankful. But see, f- gratitude is more than a feeling. It's a choice that you make. It's what we call an attitude of gratitude. You didn't wake up this morning with an attitude given to you. You chose your attitude. 
And in the same way, gratitude is a choice that we make. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 together. Read in a big, loud voice with me. 1, 2, 3, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Notice what it says. It doesn't say feel thankful in all circumstances. It says give thanks. Give thanks. In other words, it's not just about waiting for a feeling to come over you where you feel like all warm and fuzzy and go, oh, I'm so lucky. Therefore, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's not about that. It's about you choose to be thankful. You choose an attitude of gratitude. And when you do, the feeling of thankfulness comes after. If you believe that, say amen. You know, when Charlene and I first got married, one of the big decisions that we made was we moved from Vancouver to Taiwan. Now, you know, Charlene, she's from Taiwan. I was born here in Vancouver. I was, I was born in Richmond General Hospital, just a couple blocks down the road. And, you know, I grew up speaking English. I didn't know any Chinese. I only knew two words, which are tui and putui. In case you don't speak Mandarin like me, tui means correct or right. Putui means not correct, not right. And those were the only two words in Mandarin that I knew. But we thought, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's only nine months in Taiwan. I'll be fine. I'll learn the language. I'll get to know the family. We'll hang out in Asia. And then we'll come back and life will be good again. And this is what we did. We moved to Taiwan, and I started studying at a, a, a local university there. I started, started, you know, started working there. I started you know, studying Mandarin there. And this is the thing. I thought that it would be a piece of cake to just kind of go to this place. I'm, I'm well-adjusted. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally mature. You know, I, I, I'm excited about this new season in our marriage. But you know, very soon I realized that my life in Taiwan was not going to be nearly as easy as I thought. Very, very soon. So, for example, there was one time when I decided I was going to order breakfast for myself. And I went up to the counter of this breakfast stand that's downstairs from where we lived. I went up to the person who was kind of at the cashier. And in the, my very best Mandarin, I opened up my, 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 my textbook and I said, um, which means I want to eat some dumplings. And the boss on the other side said, uh, and I was like, I have no idea what that means. I didn't learn that in Mandarin. I didn't learn that in class. And so I just figured she probably said, you know, how many do I want to eat? So I just, I just kind of counted on, on two hands, uh, probably 12. I was like, uh, 12? Like, uh, sure, sure. And he's like, uh, and I still didn't understand what that meant. And so I was just like, uh, and you know what happened? That day I ended up with 144 dumplings to take home. 144. It was one huge breakfast. And let me tell you this, that wasn't the end of my troubles, is that you know, I was often sick in Taiwan. For some reason, my body and Taiwan's environment just did not mesh very well, and so I was often sick. I'd often go to the doctor, and the doctor would be, you're here again? What's wrong with you? And you know, I'd, be, you know, I'd be sitting you know, in my bed or lying down in bed, and I'd often wake myself asleep, or wake myself awake by sneezing. I'd be like, it'd be four or five o'clock in the morning, I'd be, achoo! Oh, man, it's time to wake up. And that, that's, that's how I woke up. I didn't need an alarm clock. And, you know, I, I looked at how much money I was making in Taiwan. I remember I got my very first paycheck. You remember you get the feeling of the, that, that first paycheck that you ever receive? And it was direct de- debited into my, not de- debited, de- deposited into my bank account. And I looked on the computer screen. I was like, yes, $40,000. I was like, wait, that's NT. That's like new Taiwan dollars. That's not Canadian dollars. That's just a fraction of what I could be making here in Vancouver. And I was like, you know what? I need to get out of here. I was so unhappy. I was looking at all the different things about my life in Taiwan, thinking, why did we even come here? 
and I remember it became almost like a prison cell where I was just like counting down the days until I could get out of here. I'm like, wait, just 10 more months or just nine more months or just five more months. And I had a tough time. And not only did I have a tough time, but I made it really tough for the people around me as well. How many of you guys know that when you have an ungrateful heart, when you have a bad attitude, it doesn't just affect you. It stresses out the people around you as well. If you believe that, say amen. And, and that's what happened with me is that, you know, Charlene was kind of stressed. She's like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? You know, our family there was, you know, kind of like, what's wrong with JB? Is he all right? And it was one of those things where I was just focused on everything that was wrong in my life at that time. Everything that I wasn't happy about. And as well, I was depressed. I was making others depressed. One day I went to church and I was, I was like, actually it was, it was an online sermon I was watching. And, and it, was, it was a sermon on thankfulness. And this pastor, he just said something very, very simple. He said, every day, find one thing to be thankful for. No matter how bad life is going at, at, at any moment, at, just always, every day, find one thing to be thankful for. And so I decided to try that. Remember, I woke up next morning. I was, like, I was, I was sleeping, and achoo, I woke up, as usual, and I'm at the edge of my bed. I'm thinking to myself, okay, find one thing to be thankful for. And at first, it was really tough to think of anything to be thankful for. But then, you know, after a while, I was just thinking more, like, God, thank you. Uh, thank you that, thank you that, um, th- thank you that I've got clothes on my back. God, thank you that there's food on the table. Thank you that I've got two hands that actually work, you know, and, and thank you that, you know, I've got a job. It's not the perfect job, but thank you for that job. And, and you know, thank you, God, for, uh, thank you, God, for my wife. You know, she's amazing to me. She's so patient with me. Thank you, God, for my family that loves me so much. Thank you, God, for, for my church, which is amazing. Thank you, God, for my, just the fact that we can be here right now. Thank you, God, that I've got breath in my lungs. Thank you that, you know, it's not life or death, my health issues. Thank you that, you know, all these things are actually ways to get me stronger. They're challenges to, to mold me and to refine me. And all of a sudden, I started to realize that, you know what? There is so much to be thankful for. And that life is not nearly as bad as I was complaining about to be when I chose an attitude of gratitude. And I learned something from that situation. I learned something from that experience is that your life today could be either the best life and the most blessed life or it can be the worst life and the most depressed life just depending on your attitude. And, and, and it was just one of those things where I realized that, man, all this time I've been focused on the wrong thing. But the moment I chose an attitude of gratitude, all of a sudden I could enjoy my life again. All of a sudden I could enjoy my relationships again. All of a sudden I could realize just how lucky I am to be living the life that I do. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what, I don't even know if I want to leave anymore. I'm actually really happy where I am. And what's the thing is, is that nothing in my circumstances changed. You know what changed? It was my attitude. It was my attitude. It was when I chose an attitude of gratitude. Everyone say an attitude of gratitude. You know, maybe you're here today, and even though it's Thanksgiving weekend, you are having the toughest time being grateful for anything because you're just focused on everything that you wish was different. You kind of are, are, are in that tension between what is real and what is ideal, what you hope things would be like and what things are actually right now. And, and you're like, you know what? Why is life this way? And, and you know, can I tell you this? Maybe it's about your future. Maybe it's about your family you're worried about. Maybe it's about your finances. You're worried about that. Maybe it's about your health or the health of someone you love. Maybe it's a relationship in your life that's not going well right now. And, and, and you're just kind of so focused on everything that's wrong. Can I tell you this in this place it's time to choose an attitude of gratitude amen it's about learning to be joyful always and pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances because every day when you choose an attitude of gratitude it allows you to enjoy life once again if you believe that say amen so let the gratitude start 
with you. Tell person as you choose an attitude of gratitude. Amen. Now you might be here in this place and going, well, JB, you don't understand my situation. See, I'm fine. My problem is the person I'm living with. My problem is my wife. My problem is my husband. My problem is my boyfriend. My problem is my friend. They just take me for granted all the time. And I make so many sacrifices for them. They don't appreciate any of it. Why should the gratitude start with me? I'm the one who's working so hard. You should talk to them. This sermon's for them. It's not for me. Can I tell you this in this place? There's a reason why the gratitude needs to start with you. There's a reason why you need to choose an attitude of gratitude today. It's because there are two things that happen when you choose an attitude of gratitude. You write them down. The first is when you choose an attitude of gratitude, it produces a power in your life. That when you choose an attitude of gratitude, you all of a sudden have the ability to enjoy life like you didn't before. You have the ability to, to persevere through tough times like you never do before. And for me, like, an attitude of gratitude is almost like a life vest. And it keeps me afloat even when I feel like I am sinking in my circumstances. And, and, and you know, an attitude of gratitude, it helps me to, to be a blessing to others, to actually make a difference in other people's lives. An attitude of gratitude helps me realize how blessed I am. An attitude of gratitude helps me to receive even more from God because I see blessings that other people don't see. It's because an attitude of gratitude produces power in your life. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. There's a second thing that an attitude of gratitude does is when you choose an attitude of gratitude, it is contagious. You know, that's why I love coming to Thrive Church where we love to come together and we, we sing and we, we look at, you know, we focus on God, we look at God's word. And in this atmosphere where everyone is giving thanks, you might have had the worst week. You might be so stressed and worried about all these things. But when you get into the house of God and you get in the presence of God and you get with God's people and we're all going in this direction of choosing an attitude of gratitude, something happens in you. There's something contagious about an attitude of gratitude. If you believe that, say amen. It's almost like a good virus that affects those around you when you choose an attitude of gratitude. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere of your relationship. It changes the culture of your workplace. It changes wherever you go when you choose an attitude of gratitude. Like, for example, just earlier this week, Bradley, my son, was a little bit sick, and uh, none of us were getting very much sleep, so we are pretty tired, a little bit stressed. I remember I, I said to Char, hey, baby, you just, you just stay uh, in bed today. I'm going to go take care of breakfast. Uh, I remember that we, we were the type to, to like kind of take care of breakfast the night before uh, we've got this thing called an instant pot where we just kind of put all this oatmeal into the pot we we, we seal it and then it's ready it's like oh, fresh oatmeal the next morning and uh, I decided sure I'll do that but the thing is I forgot to seal it the next morning we look into the pot and instead of fresh beautiful oatmeal we have like rabbit poo in the pot you know it's dry it's crusty it stinks and Shar had to clean it all up it was kind of messy all that stuff not just that but Shar she also made porridge in the instant pot the same pot and uh, and she had to go out and, and so she's like you know just just when, when it's ready just open it up and then just pour some into Bradley's lunchbox and we're ready to go I was like no problem I can do that but then you know what I opened up at the wrong time I unsealed it at the wrong time and all of a sudden, as Bradley and I are watching the pot, we see porridge spewing out of the pot this way. It's almost hitting the ceiling. It's like, you know, going to Aberdeen Center and watching the fountains. You know, it's just going up and down. We just needed background music. That was just like how it was going right there. And, and, and it was a mess. And I had to run as well. So Shar had to clean up my mess as well. 
and you know what? It was, a, it was a stressful day for both of us. Both of us were not that happy with what was going on, you know, kind of a set of different things. But an amazing thing later that afternoon is Charlene, she, she texted me, and she didn't text me to criticize me and go, why are you so stupid? Why can't you, why can't you do something as simple as cook oatmeal for a family? She didn't say that. You know what she said instead? She, she wrote me and texted me and said, you know, Jay, thank you so much for trying hard this past day to help us with the food. Um, I, I'm really thankful. I'll do it next time, right? And, uh, and, and, and she, she was just very, very thankful. And you know what? All of a sudden, when I saw that message, when she chose to be grateful for that, I was like, wow. I, I was like, you know what? It, all of a sudden, the atmosphere in our relationship changed. And we started to thank one another for different things. And we, it went from a bad, stressful day to a really happy, joyful day, all because someone chose an attitude of gratitude, and it was contagious. Come on, if you believe that, give God a big, big hand here in this place. That's the power of gratitude. Amen. Tell person to it's the power of gratitude. Number two, if you want to fill your relationships with gratitude, number two is go out of your way to express your gratitude. Go out of your way to express your gratitude. Look at Luke chapter 17, 12 to 19. We're going to look at a passage where Jesus is a few days away from going to the cross where he would die for our sins, a few days away from being buried and then rising again. Uh, he's going to be uh, in this passage here. He's going to be looking and meeting people. Uh, we're going to look at verse 12 together. Read in a big loud voice with me. One, two, three, it says, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. See, what's going on in this passage? See, there's so much I would love to unpack with you in this passage right now. So much in there. How, you know, you know, Jesus, you know, the fact that when these 10 lepers, when they took Jesus at his word and they took his word by faith and when they started going to the priest as Jesus was telling them to go, that that was when they began to receive their healing. It wasn't before. It was when they got up and started moving in the direction that Jesus told them to go into. That's when they got their answered prayer. It's about faith. Everyone say faith. I could talk about how, you know, Jesus, he tells these 10 lepers to go to the priest. It's not because the priest can heal them. Jesus was clearly healing them even before they met the priest. The reason why they would go to the priest is because lepers were social outcasts. They were outcasts in society. They were not allowed to be part of the normal society. They would even have to cover themselves and go unclean, unclean every time someone passed by them. And so Jesus tells them to go to the priest, not just to receive physical healing, but so that the priest can confirm, okay, you're not unclean anymore. You can be a full-fledged member of society again. It shows you that Jesus doesn't just care about your physical well-being. He, he, he thinks about your relational wholeness. Amen. He cares about your relationships as well. So much so that when we were separated from God, had no way of having a relationship with him, Jesus went to the cross for these 10 lepers. And for all of us here, he went to the cross, died on the cross for our sins, so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could have a way back to God. If you believe it, come on, give God a big, big hand in this place. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. But 
the lesson in this passage, the main lesson that you need to know is a lesson on gratitude. Notice that of the 10 lepers who called on Jesus, of the 10 lepers who received healing from Jesus, how many of them came back to Jesus and said, thank you for what you did? How many? One. One out of the ten. And was Jesus happy about that? No. In fact, he was surprised. He was like, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? And it goes to show that when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't just want you to be someone who gives convenient thanks. But he wants to be someone who, who, who goes out of their way to express gratitude. Amen. And that's what we're talking about right now. Go out of your way to express gratitude. See, here, here in Canada... We are very, very polite, aren't we? And we're very good at what I call incidental thanks. Is that, you know, oh, someone, oh, here's your Starbucks. Thank you. Okay, let me open the door for you. Thank you. And we're just very good at just like, thank you, thank you, ding dong, ding dong, thank you, thank you. We're, we're just, we're, we're just, and, and, and it doesn't, doesn't take very much effort, doesn't take any kind of forethought. We just, you know, we, we, something, someone gives us something, we say thanks. But here's the thing. How many of us know that incidental thanks doesn't do very much for a relationship? Let me put that another way. If you don't give incidental thanks, it just shows you a very, very poor EQ. But it's just, even if you do say innocent, in, in, incidental thanks, it's, it's just basic. It doesn't sweeten the relationship. If anything, it just shows, okay, you know how to be polite. But here's the thing. It's not incidental thanks that Jesus tells us to focus on. He tells us, be intentional in your thanks. There's a difference between practicing incidental thanks and practicing intentional thanks. What is intentional thanks? Intentional thanks is when I go out of my way to say thank you to someone who made a difference in my life. It's when I do something that's not convenient for me, but that's going to bless the other person. It's when I go that a little extra mile to say, hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate what you did. It's when someone sends you an email, and instead of not replying, or instead of saying, got it, you say, hey, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Hope you're doing well. That's, that's, that's intentional thanks. It's when someone serves you, maybe gives you a ride home, and you just don't go, hey, thanks, and you go home, but you, you later on you text them back and go, hey, thanks a lot for giving me a ride. I don't know what I've done without that. You know, it's about going out of your way. Everyone say, out of your way. The lesson here that Jesus is teaching us in, in Luke chapter 17 is we want to, if you want your relationships to be sweet and strong and healthy and happy, it's about learning to give intentional thanks to those around you. Amen. Amen. And so the next time your mom cooks you dinner, don't just go, hey, thanks. But, you know, maybe later on that night, you know, while she's sitting on the couch, you sit beside her, put your arm around her, maybe give her a kiss and go, Mom, thanks so much for a really good meal. I really appreciate that. It's about going out of your way. Everyone say, out of your way. How good are you at going out of your way to give thanks? Or is all the thanks that you usually give just all incidental? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. We want to be people who learn to give intentional thanks. Because when we give intentional thanks, that's when our relationship is blessed and filled with gratitude. What was the last time you expressed yourself and went out of your way to show gratitude to the people in your home or to that person that you care about so much or you know, the leaders in your church or the people at work or the people that you serve with? We want to be people who know how to go out of their way to give thanks. If you believe that, say amen. 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 And as part of this and to help kind of model this for us today, uh, I want to invite two very special people up to the stage right now. Uh, we want to do something that we've called here at Thrive. We call it three minutes of thanks. Everyone say three minutes of thanks. And we did this in the first service, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, and uh, we're going to do this right now. Uh, could you please join me in welcoming Jocelyn and uh, Jenny up to the stage right now? Can you give them a big, big hand here in this place right now?
Jocelyn and Jenny, if you're wondering who they are, they are uh, a daughter and mother, okay? Um, and uh, Jocelyn, uh, we asked her to, uh, to think of what would she like to say to her mom on Thanksgiving Sunday. Uh, and so for uh, all of our uh, encouragement, oh, we're going to hear what Jocelyn has prepared. And uh, we're going to ask her to, to say uh, what she's prepared to her mom, uh, Jenny. Uh, are you guys excited to hear what she has to say? Can we give Jocelyn and Jenny a big hand here? Okay. Okay. Why don't you take it away, Jocelyn? Okay. So the person I'd like to thank is my mother, and I'm very delighted to thank her today. And um, so, like, throughout all the reasons, like, I could thank her for, like, many small things, but there's a really big reason um, is um, that in, on December uh, last year, I was involved in a car accident, and I was hit as a pedestrian. Um, my, I had a jaw fracture, and um, like, um, several teeth were knocked out. And um, I lost 10 pounds throughout the month. And honestly, I felt like it was such a difficult time, but my mom was here. So and thank you, mom, for being there for me. And I con she continued to fill me with positivity and like um, continued to guide me through that difficult time, praying for me every night, um, making, like I was on a strict liquid diet and she would make meals for me every, every day and try to change things up so that I wouldn't get bored of or like sick of the same food. She would take me to a doctor, doctor and dentist visits, like even though she didn't really have to, and it, like it could, it's like really um, out of her way, but she still did it and I was, I'm really thankful for that. And um, honestly, I, I didn't know that I could get through something like that, but because of my mom like supporting me and being that role model Christian that I can, just continue to push forward and it really made me forget all the terrible things and um i'm just really thankful for you mom i love you so much thank you can we give jenny and jocelyn a big hand right now Let's thank them for that thank you very much praise god you one thing i find about uh, giving thanks and going out of your way to do so is that sometimes you have to lose your cool. Do I mean, what do I mean by that? I don't mean lose your temper, but you have to lose that desire for you to look cool in front of other people. And uh, sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's awkward to say things that you don't normally say, but it is so worth it. Because if you will lose your cool, lose your face, lose thinking about, you know, what I'm going to look like, and you just focus on blessing that person, man, you could take that relationship to another level just with a little bit of extra effort, just with a little bit of losing your cool. And that's what Jesus did for us. Amen? Is that Jesus, he was not afraid to, to lose it all for us. He wasn't afraid to get stripped naked and hung to a cross, all to show that he loves us. Let's do the same for one another. Let's not be afraid to lose our cool when we're loving other people in our home, in our marriage, in our family, in our friendships, wherever we are. If you believe that, give God a big, big hand here in this place right now. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Joss. Thank you, Jenny. Number three, if you want to fill your relationships with gratitude, then the last thing is express your gratitude as often as possible. Not just on special occasions, but as often as possible. And we have this tendency to say, oh yeah, when it's her birthday, then I'm really going to bless her. Or next year for her anniversary, that's when I'm really going to do something. 
or, you know, next year, uh, you know, during the Super Bowl, I'm going to do something then. You know, I'll, I'll just kind of do something on a big occasion, big event. But how many of you guys know that sometimes the most important thanks you can give a person is not on the special event. It's in the normal, everyday, ordinary day. If you believe that, say amen. And for example, this year is the 20th anniversary of the tragic death of Princess Diana. And Princess Diana, of course, uh, she has two sons, Prince William, Prince Harry. Prince William and Prince Harry, when she passed away, they were only 15 and 12 years old, respectively. And they were interviewed earlier this year, but what was that day like for you? That day when you heard the news that your mom had passed away at such a young age, just in her early 30s. And, you know, William and Henry, they, they said in that interview that it was just an ordinary day. It was just they were playing with their cousins. They were just so kind of caught up in playing with them. When the phone rang... And it was their mom on the other side. She was calling from long distance. And she wanted to talk to them and see how they're doing. But these two boys, William and Harry, they were so distracted by what they were doing. They were so consumed by whatever else was in front of them that they really just kind of shoved her away. And they were just like, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks. Okay, we got to go now. We don't want to can we talk. Can we talk later? No, we don't, can we talk? We don't have to do this now. Okay, okay, thanks. Okay, bye, okay, bye, bye. And that's how they ended their call. Um, little did they know that that would be the last call that they would have with their mom. It was the last time they ever spoke. And Harry, in this interview, he says, at 32 years old now, he said, if I'd known that that was the last time I was going to speak with my mom, the things I would have said to her, looking back at it now, it's incredibly hard because I have to deal with that for the rest of my life. And what's the lesson there? The lesson is, don't wait for that special occasion somewhere down the road, later on this year, next year, before you're actually going to say something appreciative for the person that you love. Because the fact is, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Las Vegas and the attack that happened a few days ago, it's just another reminder that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to have tomorrow. So make the most out of today. If you believe that, say amen. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everyone say, in all circumstances. Say it again, in all circumstances. Not just in the big event, not just when the spotlight is shining, not just when there's all the, the, the expectation for it, but in those days when they don't expect anything at all, in that ordinary day, in those times, make it a point to give thanks as well, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the hardest things that my family's ever gone through was when, uh, you know, about eight years ago, my brother-in-law passed away. And Dan, he passed away very suddenly. Uh, it was a shock to the family. It devastated our family. There was one thing, or many things that we learned from that experience, but one thing that really changed in my family after that was the way that my family would talk with one another. The way that Charlene would talk to her parents. And, you know, like before, it was just kind of like any normal conversation that you expect to hear from any family but then, you know, it was very, very obvious that from now on, because of the, lo the loss that they received and endured, that they were no longer to talk to each other the same way ever again. And that's why very often they will be on the phone and I'll hear them in the background. I'll be in another room and I'll hear them go, yeah, okay, I'll see you later. I love you. All right. See you later. I love you. All right. See you. All right. I love you. And they'll say it over and over and over again. It's because they know how fragile life is. They know how precious today is. They know that they don't know what they have tomorrow, so make the most out of today. And the same way, maybe you're here in this place and there's someone that you need to say thank you to. Can I tell you, don't wait till that next big event. Do it today. 
Do it as often as you can. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you believe that and you receive it, come on, give God a big, big hand here in this place together right now. Come on, give God a big, big shout in this place together right now. Come on. You know, in the Bible, when you hear or read about heaven, it, it describes heaven as this place where thanks and gratitude is happening all the time. It's like 24-7 thanks. It's happening all the time. Thanks, praise, gratitude being given all the time. And the reason I mention that is because if you want your relationships here on earth to be a little bit like heaven on earth, one of the best things you can do, in fact, one of the easiest things you can do is to fill your relationships with gratitude. Every single day, choose an attitude of gratitude. Every single day, choose to focus on what's good, not on focus on everything that's wrong. Every single day, make it a point to say thank you to the people that you love, not just incidentally, but intentionally. Go out of your way to say thank you every time you can, every chance you get, because when you do that, you're on your way to sweeter, stronger relationships. If you believe that, give God a big, big hand here in this place. God is good. Are you guys glad you came this morning? Let's please stand with me right now. We're going to respond to God in this place. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And uh, we're going to respond to God as we close off our service today. Why don't you turn your person, the person on your right and your left, give them a high five and say, it's time to choose an attitude of gratitude. Amen. 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 Praise God. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want to lead you in a time where you can respond to God this morning. We believe that God is here in this place, that his word is powerful, that his Holy Spirit is moving, that God didn't just bring here by accident, but he brought you here for a purpose. He brought you here so that you could find hope in your hopelessness, so you could find courage in the, in, in the face of fear, so you can find peace in the midst of your worry, so you can find that there is truly reason to be thankful today. Today we've been talking about the power of gratitude and with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you realize today that you've taken someone for granted, if you realize that you've been focusing on the wrong things, if you realize that you haven't been as expressive about your gratitude to the people in your life as you should, and you want that to change, then I'm going to invite you right now in this place to respond to God. As the music is playing, I'm going to count to three. And if you want to fill your relationships with gratitude, you don't want to give thanks the way you used to, you want to give thanks by going out of your way. You want to give thanks by choosing an attitude of gratitude every single day. You want your relationships to change by the power of gratitude in your life. If that's you today, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hands to heaven today, and we're going to pray with you and for you in this place. Are you ready? Let's respond to God in this place. Those of you who want to be changed by the power of gratitude in your relationships, I want you to lift your hands right now on the count of one, two, three. I want you to raise your hands in this place right now. Raise them high to heaven right now. God is here. He loves you. You matter to him. He made you for awesome relationships. He made you for a relationship with him and a healthy relationship with others. So right now, I'm just going to invite you as the music plays to start talking to God. From your heart, to start talking to God. In your own words, to start talking to God. Just, just respond to the message this morning. Start talking to God in your own words. Just want you to lift up your voice. Don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Just start talking to God here in this place right now. Lord God, we thank you today. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your presence right now. Thank you, God, for your power in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here in this place right now. Thank you, God. Thank you for showing us the power of gratitude. Thank you, God, for showing us that there's so much we have to be thankful for today. Thank you so much, oh God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank
thank you so much, oh God. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just start giving thanks to God from your heart. Just from your heart. Just start giving thanks to Him for the things that you can thank Him for right now. Just thank Him today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all the ways that you provide for us. Thank you for all the ways you never give up on us. Thank you, God, for your great love that you sent through Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you, God. We give you praise today. We thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? You can say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, please forgive me for all the times when I've been less grateful than I should be. Please help me every day to choose an attitude of gratitude that I would go out of my way to express my appreciation. That I wouldn't just do it on big events. That I would do it every day. I would do it as much as I can. I want the power of gratitude to change my life. To change my perspective. To change my relationships. To change my destiny. I thank you that there's so much to be grateful for. And so I offer my thanks to you. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. One more group of people we want to pray for. It's those who have never received Jesus Christ into your life. It's the, most, it's the most important, most amazing gift you could ever receive is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that when we were separated from God with our sin, God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be reunited with God and have a relationship with him, not just in heaven, but for all our days on earth as well. And when we do that, we receive a peace that passes understanding. When we do that, we have an ability to move forward, even the most hopeless situation. When we do that, we have a purpose to live for once again. And so if that's you in this place and you've never opened up your heart to Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. You can pray a prayer as simple as this. Why don't you pray this with me and let's have everyone pray together in support of those who are praying it for the first time. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. thank you so much for your amazing love how you died on the cross to pay for my sins, how you rose again to give me life. I accept you into my life. I ask you, please forgive me of all my sins. I invite you to be my Savior and my Lord, and I want to follow you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? I said, can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now?